everybody. Welcome to Pop Culture Continuum. This is episode 87. And Ooh. Ooh. That's as just like episode 8 and 7. Yeah, uh, as usual, we have our guests for these Halloween episodes. Hello, guests. Hello. <laughs> and always as usual, Pat. <laughs> And this week we're doing Freaks versus I Married a Witch. All right. So, we'll start with Freaks. Well, has had anybody had you guys seen these movies before? No, I had not. I had seen I hadn't seen either of them. I had not seen Freaks, um, but I have heard about it for years. Yeah. I Abigail, have seen Hey. I had seen neither of them, and now I have seen both. Yeah, I'm surprised nobody had seen Freaks before. Yeah, then I saw it, and I wasn't that surprised that I hadn't seen it before. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Laura, Freaks is a classic, uh, and also an inspiration to the Ramones. Let's not overlook that. Inspiration to many things, actually. There's so many weird little moments that you realize are connected to this movie and it was a it did not do well and kind of ended this dude's career pretty much well I guess. it it did weirdly well the, fir- the first week it came out it was out for a week and it it did huge box office and then they recut it because it was too controversial and then it didn't do quite as well wait after they so recut it. what what are we are we watching the original cut or the recut the original cut's lost yeah it's it's just gone I w- so, but do we know what was controversial about it? Uh, there was a, a lot yeah. more scenes with the freaks doing things, and there was a scene where there was a castration of, oh, of the, the strong man. The strong yeah. man was castrated in the very end. He sang in. Uh, <laughs> I would have liked to see that <laughs> falsetto. Castrato, yeah. Castrato, I can't remember the word. Wait, falsetto is the high one, but castrados are the guys. I think that they castrate them so that they can con- continue to sing like angels throughout their lives. <laughs> I love that you know that. Emasculating men is my forte. <laughs> that's, that's in your wheelhouse. That's her style. <laughs> Well, <laughs> so I identified strongly <laughs> with the lead, the lead woman in this movie. No, I'm just kidding. I I don't know. Freaks. I I got why people were interested in it, but it just it was weird. It was just like it didn't. I liked more of the scenes of like the everyday life of the lives of the freaks. That part seemed good to me, and I feel like. It, the whole film could have just been them kind of hanging out together and I would have been fine. It's the like heavy handed forced plot of that woman who's just like super mean and just like goes out of her way to be a jerk to everyone just to like for fun and to get money. I felt like her role, uh, you know, she was really heavy handed about it. I felt like she could have been like sneakier and like had a little bit less maniacal laughter. <laughs> I think at this point, film was much less subtle. 
Yeah, yeah she was just like, I will, <laughs> I will make a fool of that short man and I will take all his money. And that was established like right away. <laughs> <laughs> like this is 1932. So they're just like getting over the fact that they're sound attached. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess you're right. That's probably why I don't ever watch movies from 1932. <laughs> yeah, like those, those first actors, like when they were sound, like they're still hamming it up. Like they're in non-sound. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And that's what this movie is. I mean, thankfully, this movie is like 61 minutes or something. Yeah, yeah. it's really like short. Super short. Mm-hmm. So they're right in and right out. But not that I didn't still fall asleep at certain points. <laughs> um. Well, quickly, I just want to comment. My, my One of my favorite parts was there's, you know, the write up at the beginning, kind of like explaining that, you know, the the freaks have a code <laughs> where... <laughs> <laughs> where they all join together because they're so used to being spat upon by like the norms of the world that they 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 join forces and it's kind of an underdog story but what i like about it is that it's like coming from a post 90s pc world the write up is warm hearted but it still refers to them with really <laughs> they it keeps calling them like freaks and like malformed monsters <laughs> and stuff like that, and I'm like, for, for you know, a movie that that tries to show that freaks are people too, it that they, they haven't got the language quite quite right in the opening. And my favorite line also says that um, never again will such a story be filmed as this because modern science is rapidly eliminating <laughs> such blunders of nature from the world. Oh my God. <laughs> I didn't and have I was, any of that. Where yeah. was that? That's not in mine either. Oh, I have. I, I watched it. I just searched it, and it was on Vimeo randomly. Oh, wow. Um, but yes, I had the. I had this whole opening bit. A blunders of nature. You know, not super nice thing to say. But B, modern science has not eliminated any of this stuff. <laughs> and I just love that in 1932, it was. They were basically like, well, the Nazis are going to kill everybody that isn't. <laughs> blonde and white anyway so pretty soon we won't have to worry about this what i love about like the marketing for this film in the same like in the same respect of like disrespect to the freaks is that like the on the at least you can see the poster on on the internet and the the tagline is can a full-grown woman truly love a midget (laughs) (laughs) if they're not the same if they're not both human beings or something no and the director's oh name God. is huge because D- Todd Browning directed Dracula. Dracula, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Bela Lugosi. And so I think they're trying to sell his name. Like, even back then, they're trying to sell, like, his name is as big as the title, even yep. on the yeah. poster back then. Yeah, but he, I mean, he had a bunch of silent moves that were huge, too. So he, he could do whatever he wanted before this movie came out. And then after this movie came out, he could not do whatever he wanted. <laughs> well, it's good to know that, you know, People were a little bit uneasy about what was going on. Although, <laughs> no, I think I thought... the uneasiness came from having to see these freaks. That's more what it was, oh, I think, at the really? time. Oh, yes, was... and I, I thought he, I, I didn't know anything about the movie except for Gabba Gabba Hey and the movie poster. So I was pleasantly surprised by how, how almost lovingly the the freaks were treated. I they, thought so too. Like they were that, really that's... humanized, and it was mm-hmm. it was awesome. So yeah. I I liked the it sounds like I liked the movie a lot better than you too. Did you like it, John? I liked it. I've seen it. I've seen it a few times before. Um, but yeah, I for for that time period especially, I thought it was a a good movie. I mean, you if you don't expect 
wild overacting when you watch a movie from yeah. the 30s then but and and plot contrivances that are i mean it all it all seems very corny today although and really the best actors in the movie are the freaks since they're oh, yeah. not actual actors my favorite freak is the guy that's just a torso with a head and oh, he black snake his own bone? cigarette yeah, he's amazing. He's the guy. He lights a cigarette. <laughs> and, shut up. And then he also crawls through the mud with a knife in his mouth. But what's he going to do with a knife? That's he's, my question. He's going to, like, bang his head. I get the, Your question I get before that would have been, what's he going to do with a cigarette? And then he lights it without any hands. So yeah, that's he true. shut you up. And mm-hmm. the scene that was cut out was him rolling that cigarette. Oh, really? Because it was, mm-hmm. like, four hours long. I guess so. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the movie got knocked down from two hours to 61 minutes. I do have to say, though, like, you, we talk about how, like, over-the-top evil the the normo is in this, the woman. Yeah, um, but the guy, too, that meathead guy. Oh, yeah, Hercules. the Hercules. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Hercules, Hercules. <laughs> the, the, it's not like we have these real subtle villains in like superhero <laughs> movies today and shit either. You know what I mean? They're just yeah, like true. pure evil. God, but that, and I mean, I don't want to skip all the way to the ending, but I'm going to at the wedding of the, nor- I, what is the woman's name before I, I keep calling know. her Cleopatra. the normal woman? She's Cleopatra. Oh, Cleopatra. Right? That's right. Uh, uh, and what is the guy's name? It's a German Hans. name. Hans. Uh, uh, yeah. Hans. Yeah. It's Hans. But they keep calling him, like, Hans instead of Hans, which makes me laugh. <laughs> but, yeah, even the German woman who's his, you know, original girlfriend. But, Frida. yeah, at the end when... Frida, yeah. Um, at the end, at the wedding itself, when everybody leaves and then they're just, like, being so mean to Hans. And then they're like, ooh, mommy's going to give you a piggyback ride. And they start... <laughs> Putting him on her shoulders and like running around. It is so messed up. That whole scene is so messed up. I think that's when I kind of checked out after that. I was just like, this is too stressful. I can't handle this. Is anyone this awful? (laughs) Well, I I don't know. I think people were that awful to these kind of people back then because these were being sold into the. A lot of the people that were in this movie were in circuses and almost every Wikipedia entry for them at the start of their life, their parents sold them to such and such. That's how their <laughs> lives started. Pretty much every single person in this movie that's a freak is how their lives started. So, wow. Except for, I think, Johnny Eck, which who played the guy who, with the arms. He had arms, but no, no legs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. That guy was amazing, also. Um, Half Boy, that was his name in the movie. Yes. <laughs> Creative. Um, what about the one who was supposed to be like a hermaphrodite? That seemed like the least, I mean, I know that they can't really show, show that, but it, it, that just seemed the less, the least developed out of everything. It was kind of just like, (laughs) all right, so half of your outfit is a dress. Right. Well, half your hair is long and half your hair is short. I guess maybe when you see it, I don't know. They just had to have somebody for Hercules to punch out. Yeah, that, that was, was to a show what a prick he was. <laughs> that was a pretty <laughs> jarring scene. I know, and then and then Cleopatra's just like, wow! <laughs> I love that she <laughs> starts just, laughing. Like, if I saw anyone punch anyone in the face that hard and they fell, I guarantee you, I would never laugh. I can't think of a single person who could who I could see that like violently punched that I would just laugh. But especially oh, like God. someone that's just kind of standing around smoking a cigarette. It's so messed <laughs> up. 
Well, we should, uh, if people haven't gathered, this movie is about uh, circus freaks and this this normal woman who's scheming to get um, one of the, well, Hans, he's a, a little person, because that's so much more dignified than Midget, I guess. Um, she's trying to get his money, which he apparently has a lot of somehow, which we see yeah, at the end of the movie. Yeah, we don't well, a lot of these people dress up nice by the in the last scene, and I'm like, I guess the circus was profitable back then. But um, <laughs> maybe he had family money. She's scheming with Hercules, the strong man. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Maybe somebody finally died and he got it all. That's what I had just well, assumed. I mean, that early, he was from early, a rich, a wealthy family or something. Frida is the one that tells uh, Cleopatra that he has the money. She, she uh, lets the cow. So before it was that, all her fault. Yeah, before that, Cleopatra's just just messing with him, and then when she finds that out, that's when the. It, it, she wants That's to get married. That's when she's like, "Oh, I love you now," and he's right. like, "Cool." So Cleopatra <laughs> and the strong man are, are kind of trying to shake down uh, Hans, and then so she pretends to be in love with him and get married so she can get his money, but uh, she poisons him. She's slowly poisoning him, and uh, the freaks find out and take their revenge. The, that's the plot in a nutshell. It, I don't think the plot's very important. It's really not. It's. <laughs> It's just a freak show. It's just about like kind of uh, the disturbing images of the people. I didn't know there were pinheads. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, you thought like it was just Zippy. You thought it was Zippy and the remote song. <laughs> yeah, like I thought, like oh my god, like that's a real thing. I've never seen that before. And could you imagine being in the '30s and seeing that on film? How that must have like freaked people out. You know, and like I mean, not there's that no like... there's no CGI. There aren't very sophisticated kind of. Um, costuming effects and things like that. Like someone would actually maybe need to be a pinhead to look like a pinhead at that time. There's yeah. got to be a better no, term for this, that at this point in history, but maybe there is there an isn't. actual term, but I don't know how to pronounce it. Microphiliac or something like that. Oh, okay. Microphiliac or something. Yeah. Something like yeah. that. But I thought the scenes with, with those guys were really sweet, like the, where they're running yeah. around. Having fun, and then, oh, yeah, and then the, the the good guy, the clown, is all nice to them too. Yeah, the, the clown's complimenting that guy with, with the dress and the. The uh, clown was great. I wish he. I, that's that was the side plot that I wish was less kind of worth nothing. Like right, the fact yeah. that he there was like a slightly nicer blonde girl. Right. Like she was she was way nicer, but then he she was, was way like, nicer, but she she didn't have as much patience as the clown. Like she's trying to hit up the clown and uh, somebody comes over the, the half boy comes over and he's, he's like okay move it along move it along well it's because she's trying to make time with the clown yeah but then the yeah. clown also does not like he like forgets about his date with her because he's so stoked about clowning like he's yeah, like well, that, making helped. a new clowning joke and i'm just like well that's that's actually pretty realistic but i don't know <laughs> but i don't know like where that story went am i just forgetting or was that like kind of the last of it yeah, it was abruptly. It, yeah, it was probably one of the cutscenes. And his name was Frozo. Yeah, Frozo. Which was weird. Yeah. Um. So maybe they were just supposed to be like a foil to the other couple, just showing like, okay, there are like good normal people, good people that aren't that are like friends with the freaks and that are not all they're not all out to marry them for their fortunes. Mm -hmm. Or mock them like the the two acrobats were constantly mocking all. All stripes of beasts. They did have some good one-liners about the half man, half woman. I'm sorry. I oh. mean, as, if you're just going to be totally, well, if you're just if you want to say good in quotation marks, I agree with you. I know they were just like, 
it was nice that there was some like cheesy comic relief. Like, I mean, that was thirties appropriate. Yeah, that, no, it was. that level of humor. Yeah. You know? I think she likes you, but he sure don't. <laughs> I was just guy, and that reminds me. He was marrying one half of the Siamese twins. Yes. So that, that part weirded me out because I'm just like, A, like the first guy was just so consistently mean, the stuttering guy. I was yeah, just like. he's a bastard. He, he was, was only mean to the one sister. The other sister isn't. But lovely. then the other sister was like, don't <laughs> argue with him. But then the other, the guy who wanted to marry the other sister was nice. But then I'm like, are they all just going to sleep in a California king together? <laughs> My favorite part of that was, was when the mean guy meets the nice guy. And the mean guy's like, you should come over for dinner sometime. I hope to see you. I think that was the whole point of that was it was a wah, wah type scene. Yeah. yeah. It was know. worth it to me. They just, they just, they weren't going to go into it logistically, but of course everybody's just thinking like, how is this ever going to work? Like, I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, because of sex. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, <laughs> Laura, just... always dragging it right there. <laughs> well, marriage is about procreation, so. True. Yeah, let, let's not forget that in the middle of all this. Um, yeah, I... You can see why I guess it it found an audience. It says in the in the sixties. You can see why it appealed to kind of the counterculture. With yeah, it's an underdog of, story. Yeah, yeah. outcast mm-hmm. and bullying and. It's the original bad news bears. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Somebody should take a scene of uh, of one of these these freaks from this movie and like dub it and and make a it gets better video. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Hans would be perfect. Here was a problem I had, and it, it, this might sound insensitive, but when the uh, when the little people were talking, <laughs> there's, I, there's it not... was very hard to understand what they were saying. The yeah. sound quality totally. was not good. And their all. accents were, were very strong. Their accents yeah. and then they're German. Yeah, and they're yeah, they were German, and they're because they kept they, saying Dankeschön and Fräulein and stuff. The, were the, they the, were they actually German though? Because their yeah. pronunciation seemed no, they a were. They, okay. Those two were actually German. The, the so you're saying my Hans high school and... German wasn't <laughs> adequate to understand whether they were German or not? Hans and Frida were um, brother sister in real life. Oh, gross! Oh, they were the doll family. Yes. Race, tiny, Harry, and Daisy. Yeah. Oh God, that sounds horrible. Yeah. Well, they're also billed as the dancing dolls, if that makes it any better. Oh, God, no. The original <laughs> Pussycat Dolls? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, their real last name is Doll. It just so happened to be that they were small. <laughs> yeah, they they were so disturbingly, like, child-sounding. Yeah. Like, with, yeah. Like, it seemed, they seemed, those two seemed the fakest to me out of everybody in the whole movie. And I know they weren't. I know that that's just the way they sounded. But their voices are so high and pinched. And it sounded like <laughs> people pretending to talk like that. No, but, I know what you're saying. And, and it did make and they, it Their hard. features were so baby-like, too. Yeah. So no. creepy. How could any woman ever fall in love with him? <laughs> well, she didn't. The answer is she didn't. <laughs> Poster, take that. I did. I do have to say that being the answer a, is no. <laughs> I guess <laughs> according to this movie. That's why no one went to see it. Um, but the the like the way Cleopatra was like so mean to her, like at the beginning, like when they were you know um, Cleop- or Cleopatra was um, 
flirting with Hans and Frida was suspicious and onto her. And I loved watching Cleopatra sort of like toy with Frida. Yeah. And like, and like do kind of like bitchy things like fluff her tutu and be like, Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> right. And it's like, it's so dumb. Cause it's such bullying that like a full size woman who's beautiful for that time. And with every advantage in the world is like giving a midget a hard time, you know? Yeah. It's no like, offense. come on, man. Right. Like, oh, wow. Pick you on beat... someone your own size. Right. <laughs> exactly. Like... Go go punch the man-woman in the face or something. <laughs> but I feel like that was set up because they had to... The freaks somehow had to know that this lady was fucking with them so that they oh, yeah. could exact their revenge. They had to have... So, I mean, yeah. it didn't have to be as over the top as that wedding banquet scene, obviously. Uh, <laughs> but we have to talk about that wedding banquet scene because I feel like that has. Why did Frida? Why did Frida go to the wedding banquet? She was just moping the whole time. Why didn't she go do something else? <laughs> she got the invitations. She sent the RSVP and yes, and you can't not go after you send yes. Yeah, they I already just made feel chicken. like. Nowadays, her like girlfriends would be like, "Whatever, girl. None of us are going. We're gonna go out on the town that night and have fun. We don't need him." But this time, they were just like, "You're going, right? You're going to your boyfriend's wedding." <laughs> well, they needed her there. That was that scene is like I feel like I have seen versions of that scene so many times and never ever knew what it was from or there's so many references to that scene in like um like Hedwig and the Angry Inch they reference that scene there's like a song about that that, oh, that really? uses dialogue well it, I think it's on the soundtrack I don't know that it really appears in the movie or in the play because okay. I've never seen a play but there's a song called Freaks that um they record and is on the soundtrack that is like ripped from this movie. It's like everything is based on this movie. Uh-huh. And it has the whole one of us kind of refrain um that didn't make any sense in the movie. One of us is something that I've heard a lot and I always Yeah. yeah I always Cre- associate it with creep show. <laughs> when like when like um What's his name is like covered in seaweed Ed and they're Danson. coming out of the yeah Ted Danson. <laughs> Don't they say or they say be like us maybe that that's what it makes me think of. It's clearly I mean it's such an odd moment when they're all chanting and they're, they're all sitting at the the if if for people who haven't seen it haven't seen it they've seen it they've seen it they're they're, they're sitting at the banquet table and start chanting. Um, yeah, like that's really lines, all right? fucked up right there, dude. <laughs> what happened. I don't know. I think your uh, I think your software had a glitch. Oh, I thought he oh. stuttered. <laughs> that was oh, a, are you saying Michael's a robot? That's kind yes, of what I was trying to imply. Go into the ghost. shop. <laughs> robot ghost. Sorry, start that sentence over because uh, that was freaky. What was I talking about? I don't even remember. I wasn't listening. Um. <laughs> well, the fact that they were all. Ch- <laughs> <laughs> oh, they were chanting. They were around the table, and they're yeah. chanting. Um, there's one three lines that they're chanting. It's like one of us, we accept you, and then some <laughs> random like combination of words like "gaba," "gooble gobble. gobble," yeah, right. <laughs> and just to keep going around like that until it, they get so freaky and scary with it that they scare Cleopatra. And it's that that made me like wake up and pay attention to the film because I was like, "What the hell are they doing?" And to see that scene, I mean, how many Thanksgivings have ended like that? Well, it's a, too many. That's a. <laughs> it's obviously their ceremony for accepting uh, normals into their into their freak show. I hope Frozo got that at some point. 
Oh yeah, yeah I'm sure he did. He's right. like, thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, he gave drank- it to you as well. <laughs> <laughs> now watch me do this bathtub trick. <laughs> I didn't really get what that trick was going to be. <laughs> I. It was a car that was also a bathtub. (laughs) I thought it was more a trick on the movie audience because we think where he's taking a bath and it turns out he's doing a trick. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I think that's what it was. (laughs) It was, yeah, it was literally not important. That whole thing. (laughs) Or otherwise, it was the most important scene in the film. If we could have seen the lost version, we'd know why. He drives the bathtub and rescues Cleopatra at the last moment. No, no. <laughs> that would make it a sad ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see. I think. Uh, I mean, I get your complaints, but I also like, like I said, when I watch a movie from this era, I kind of put myself into that the mindset. Of, you know, like this is what I I know to expect from the acting and the the story and everything. I thought it was pretty. <laughs> impressive for the time especially as pat said like showing the humanity of of these people and you know i agree i don't i don't i didn't hate it i guess it was so quick that it's hard to hate it yeah Um, i didn't hate it either it had a really eerie like quality that stays with you and yeah yeah. totally worth seeing and totally not a bad film but the sometimes the um you know the stiffness of dialogue in those early films just like and we'll, as we will probably discuss with how, how or um, I married a witch rather like kind of the the stiffness of the dialogue maybe doesn't make it easy to engage always but um or the acting for yeah, example in this yeah. movie the midgets weren't great actors but they were okay and um it was it's definitely worth watching I didn't hate it I would watch it again like maybe once every so often but the the ending i mean you, you <laughs> the ending is so like unexpected and the, takes the such very a very ending yeah it takes such a scary turn like it woke me up for sure like i mean i was already awake but um it get when they started going after cleopatra that was eerie had, and sca- and freaky i thought uh, yeah but then it was like are they i felt like a little conflicted like are they playing into the fact that these sort of like freaks are kind of monstrous and they have this monstrous practice of like hurting people who are not like them as a well, no i form. i thought i thought that's why they made cleopatra so monstrous to make it so she deserved it was more revenge than the freaks being freaks yeah i didn't i didn't think it it implied that they did this to people who weren't like them they just did sure. this to people that fucked with one of them you know? tried to kill one of them yeah yeah Sure, and and I'm, I'm I guess more more so. I was thinking like the person who sees this and leaves in the 30s. Like, did they like leave with a fear of circus freaks, or you know, like I don't know. I I'm not terribly concerned. I don't about know it, because but... I thought the, the one scene, <laughs> the one scene was kind of the the the, the landowner was kind of a stand-in for the audience because he's like he's seeing he's getting the story from the his his I don't know what the guy was with the gun. It's like there's these crazy people in our land. We have to shoot them. We have to kill them. They should have never been born. And then the 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 mother talks about all the, all that the, they're like her children and they're real people and you shouldn't judge them just because of how they look. And he's like, oh, all right, you can stay on the land if you want to. So I kind of feel like that's what the I mean that that final yeah. scene is creepy, but it's more like you know what they <laughs> that Cleopatra deserves it and she deserves yeah. worse. Yeah, exactly. But I think. You hated her for sure. So, oh, yeah. but then at the end you didn't. Like it's weird because then they threw in that last scene of like <laughs> let's him, t- uh, let's t- tell everybody what the last scene was because it's pretty uh, amazing. It's, 
It's so weird. Like, they, like they want to have a scene where um, Hans reconciles with Frida. I guess they want to like show that that happens. Right. Um, and he's living like a, the life of a wealthy bachelor in his mansion. I guess. And then suddenly. <laughs> He has these visitors, and his and his butler keeps coming and being like, "They're insisting on seeing you, sir." And then Hans is like, "No, I won't see anyone. Tell them to go away." And then they barge in anyway, and it's Cleopatra and Hercules, and then Frida. no, 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 no. It's Venus and Frozo. Yeah, oh, it's the good ones. I, oh my god, that's why I was so confused. I think Cleopatra's I the half duck that that oh, she talked. That's right. But but also that did not ha- no one that does not happen to anyone that gets just attacked. That well, person she didn't just get clearly attacked. She got literally tarred and feathered. Oh, you know what? I think I just fell asleep for a little bit of the movie. We don't see that, but I, I mean that's remember. why, that's why she has feathers attached to her because she's been tarred and feathered. Uh, I mean, yeah. I only knew that because I watched I Married a Witch and he talked about tarring. Well, and maybe she was tarred and feathered, but she was also her legs were cut off and she was. Like yeah, her, her bottom just, half yeah. of her torso looked like a duck. I don't believe oh, yeah. that surgery had reached that <laughs> level yet in 1932 where they could save someone whose like legs were cut off and then they'd just be like, sure, now you just have a torso. Yeah. I don't really feel like that works that way. Chicken lady, yeah. yeah. So that, okay, that, this all that, makes and... more sense to me now because I was like, why did Cleopatra all of a sudden, why was she all of a sudden like real nice? <laughs> she was like, hey, like we brought your girlfriend back. Sorry about all that thing before. <laughs> but that end scene was something that was added after. It wasn't originally a part of the movie. Yeah, because otherwise soft... the ending is so freaking bleak. Yeah, they wanted to soften that a little bit. Yeah, they're like, oh, it's a happy ending. Well, at least at least Cleopatra had a job. I mean, you know, she she looked like some kind of weird duck, but you know, they're like, hey, they're hiring at the circus, and she got to star yeah. the show. Oh, so it is a happy ending. <laughs> it's a happy ending for everybody. Yeah. She's oh, and like, I'm looking at the poster for the movie now. I didn't notice watching the movie. Apparently, she has duck hands as well, or, or whatever. Webbed duck hands. hands. Webbed, but <laughs> yeah. more than just webbed. They're like. <laughs> They went full out on the poster, at least. Well, maybe her hands got cut off, and they're like, we have to replace them with duck feet. <laughs> and she already has feathers from the tarring and feathers. Yeah, they're like, this is a, an artistic choice to make her more <laughs> of a complete animal. So originally, when this movie was first put together, it was getting lots of money, and, and the studio wanted to cast Myrna Lilly as Cleopatra. She oh, returned. I mean, there's nobody recognizable in this movie, right? Like, I've never I, seen any of these actors. Yeah, they, I, I, they tried to get recognizable people, and none of them wanted to do the work. And the w- reason they went, didn't want to do the work is because they didn't want to work with freaks, which is kind of sad. But mm-hmm. all in all, they really shouldn't have done... Like, the Venus character, Gene Harlow, was supposed to be that, and that would have been fine. But I don't think you can get over playing that Cleopatra character, so I think everyone should have said no to that. Yeah, they would have been like, no, you're a horrible, mean person every time <laughs> she tried to get a role after that. And they actually had to cut her legs off for that final scene. So. Yeah. That would have been hard. I kind of agree with, well, not agreed necessarily. It wasn't a thing to agree with. But when you mistook uh, Venus at the end for Cleopatra, Laura, I kind mm-hmm. of felt the same way. Like, do you have to cast two blonde Blondes? women who look so similar? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The answer is well, no. No. Black and white movies. You can't tell that they were actually two brunettes. That's true. One was strawberry blonde, and one was more of an ash blonde, so. <laughs> so, you guys, this was not for you as so much. 
No, I'm glad I wa- I'm glad I watched it. I feel educated, but I won't yeah. probably not watch it again. Yeah, like not like maybe not on the top of my list for anything, but like definitely worth a watch. It's so mm-hmm. like quick. There's no reason not to watch it. Like it's so easy, and it's a genuinely creepy and scary sort of thing. And um, mm-hmm. it's good for a Halloween like quick watch for sure. Yep. Yeah, I think. It- I think it could have been even cut down to like a half hour film. It would have like really, they could have done all they needed to do in a half an hour. I feel like, or maybe they could expand it into like 10 episodes and put it on FX and, um, you, you know, know, that's do... coming. Well, I, I haven't seen horror story yet, but like, yeah. it but seems they, like they're using all these characters in it. Yeah. All the characters. So the actual characters. So they're like a hundred years old now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But they're all played by. Uh, oh, I get it. Okay. So, the skeletons are their actual skeletons. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you don't yeah. have well, arms did, and legs, it's. I've never seen Carnival. Did was did this that have a lot of freak show type uh, things in it? I didn't see it either. It did. It did. It was really. I really liked that series, and then it ended on this huge cliffhanger because it got canceled. But it took oh, a, the first season took so long to get started, and then they finally like started picking up. In the second season, things happened way faster, and they cut the the boring stuff a lot, and then it ended. But it was the same sort of thing, but it was more of a there was more mysticism, more like supernatural weird things happening, and it was less about. Um, it was like there was a preacher who was set against the freaks of the carnival who were actually mm. somehow like connected to some apocalypse sort of thing it was weird but it was good was it set back in the early part of the 20th century too or something or was it modern day yeah i feel like it was set either like during the dust bowl or like close to that era or maybe it was the 20s it's hard to say i can't remember but um it was it it was definitely hmm? Did the American Horror Story Freak Show start yet, or is that not for the till the future? Yeah, that's been. They're on like on the second or third episode. Oh, yeah. okay. I haven't Which seen means... any American Horror Story since the first season, so. But apparently, it's really good, right? Do you guys watch it? I, I haven't. Seen I like it. it. I've seen all of them except for this one. I haven't seen any of these episodes, but the other three seasons I've seen all of. I it's always really... start. Oh, go ahead, Michael. No, I was just saying, I always start it, and then it, they kind of lose focus and go crazy, and I lose interest. And then I go back to the last episode, and I don't understand what's going on. Mm, yes. I heard I, a my fan theory is... that it's set in hell, and these people are, each season, they're being punished for a different type of sin. Mm, I can see that. I always just feel like it gets so like sick and violent after a while like i i actually supernatural horror is more kind of my thing so i actually really enjoyed the last season that was really witchy and like feminine focused um and the paths but there's always just like i feel like each season including this current one will have like a serial killer and then that (laughs) serial killer will just then they'll just have these like kind of really intense you know, scenes of the serial killer chasing people around and carving them up and stuff like uh, that. And is it is that it really gory? Like, yeah. Oh, it's it is. Okay. Gory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not for the it's it's not for the faint of heart. I mean, I I do like a lot of the storylines, but there's kind of there's some sick stuff happening, man. Yeah, I'm always drawn to it because he makes big like 
campy moves like um, casting Kathy Bates and Angela uh, yeah. Bassett. And, uh-huh. um, that it's, was amazing. Well, isn't <laughs> Jessica Lang herself pretty much the definition of camp? Yeah, yeah <laughs> she's, been, she's been awesome in all of them. She's yeah. been great. But. I agree. She's been great. And Frances, um, God, I can never remember her name, but she was a mother on Six Feet Under. Like, she's great in every one, too. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's it's sort of for me anyway. Like by the time you get to episode three or four, I'm like, what? Like they've <laughs> they've, they've spent all the capital that they earned for me in the first couple of episodes, mm. and I, it drops away. But I haven't watched the the new one yet. I've got it on my DVR, but maybe another day. It just sounds extra gory to me. Like the second the second season to me when it was in the uh, I know we're veering off topic here a little bit but so we're done with when it anyway. when it when it was in <laughs> when it was in the like the uh, asylum um, that whole season to me was like super bloody and gory and weird and um, and really serial killery and so that so far I think that's been my kind of least favorite season. Um, and I'm getting this impression that this season is also going to be like, like extra dark. So I haven't, I haven't checked it out yet. Well, have you guys watched Red Band Society? No. Same thing. Really dark. Yeah. All supernatural. Yeah. Really? Hell no. It's the worst piece of shit ever on TV. (laughs) I have never even heard of whatever that is. Not nearly as bad as dad's. That's true. (laughs) It's not. (laughs) It is. Dad. It's like a hospital comedy or something, right? Well, it's, it's not a, a comedy. Yeah, if it was a comedy, like a it might school, work. It's a high school drama. It's a, a drama for high school kids. It's like, and I think it's, it's like successful Glee. It's what it's trying to do, yeah. It's like Glee if they all had cancer. terminal cancer, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> but it's so, you also know, better, narrated, by, actually, narrated by a kid in a coma, Pat. We forgot to mention that. That's oh, so, so it's kind of like the disembodied voice in uh, Desperate Housewives? Yeah, yeah. No. So it's not even original. <laughs> <laughs> but I, yeah, we watched the first episode for our our fall preview show that mm-hmm. we're gonna do, and uh, there were pl- it was like the soundtrack was like Brian Eno song from like Here Come the Warm Jets and Sleater Kenny, and I'm like, yeah, that's that's great. It it is, except that's really not what the hip teen kids are listening to. I don't think is Brian Eno. Maybe I, Sleater Kenny at this point, but I don't know. This hip teenager is listening to Brian Eno, let me tell you. Maybe you ought to get yourself a van and go pick up a couple <laughs> of hip teenagers. I know. Yeah. Hey, you guys like Brian Eno? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Climb in my van with a unicorn painted on the side and we'll drive around and listen to it and smoke cigarettes. <laughs> Leave your phones with your friends, though. <laughs> and your shirts. <laughs> you won't be needing those where we're going. <laughs> I don't know why you said unicorn. I, it would be I'm, a it'd be a Frank Frazetta like Conan on the side yeah, of my hand. Yeah, it probably yeah. wouldn't be a unicorn. But that was the the first mystical thing I could think of. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, should we take a break and we'll move on to I Married a Weach? Sure. Okay, take a quick break. Be right back.
right, we're back. And now we're doing Pat. I married a witch. From, what was this, 1940? Was 42. it that? 42. Okay. With it the... just seemed like so much more modern than Freaks. <laughs> In 10 years, there's only 10 years difference between those two films. Well, mm -hmm. you know what seemed modern about it is that it's the romantic comedy formula that people use to this day. I mean, mm -hmm. not generally with a witch, but, but uh, well, there is always... <laughs> kind of a witch because there's always the the main dude is engaged to some like horrible horrible woman yeah <laughs> that's how it starts and <laughs> but in, in this movie at least there's an explanation he was cursed. yeah that's what i said every, that's that's what i was thinking like every woman in this movie that is not um the witch is and what is her name jennifer which jennifer. seems like a weird name for it definitely is a weird name for like salem era witches yeah there's a <laughs> but popular then, name for girls in in the 1810s. Well, I forget how old she's supposed to be, like 200,000 years old. 200 years old. Yeah, she's not that old. Her dad was really old. Yeah, he was like hundreds of thousands of years old. But she's the only pleasant woman in the movie. So, like, even though she's kind of a dingbat, <laughs> you, and she's not a nice, you know, she's not got a good, nice plan at the beginning. But no. you still have to like her best because every other woman is such a shitty nag. Yeah. Everyone is just like a nag the whole movie. And it, and I agree with Patrick. I was relieved that at least there was an explanation that like that the guys were just cursed to marry nags, and it wasn't just that all women in all women in general were nags. Well, all women was, who aren't witches. There was yeah. a line in it though. I don't know if you remember it. Somebody he. Some guy said, like, I married the wrong woman. And oh. he goes, every man marries the wrong woman. <laughs> so it's not Every quite... man who marries, marries the wrong woman. Yeah. And then the, there was a second part, though, when he's just like, it's the woman that won't marry him that causes real pain or something like that. I hope that one day there's a movie and Laura is cast in it. And I want to see credits that say, starring Laura Bagnato as the shitty nag. <laughs> <laughs> the shitty nags is my new band name. <laughs> and it will be all married women. <laughs> that would be I thought great... it was going to be all men. <laughs> that would be a great, uh, yeah, a great IMDb title. Shitty nag. <laughs> shitty nags. Or like the band could all just like write songs about how their husbands never do the dishes and like how they can't like get it up in the sack anymore. <laughs> that might be the sequel to this film. <laughs> I wish I'd married a witch. <laughs> he like marries the original naggy woman. I married a shitty nag. <laughs> I love that this movie, like that what's fascinating to me, like I didn't pay any attention to this movie and I'd never seen it before it came out on the Criterion Collection last year. Mm -hmm. And then it, I think it was last year. And yeah. then I thought, well, if they think it's a big deal, you know, I should watch it because I've never seen it. And I've always heard that it was like sparkling with humor and it's like a light <laughs> camp or whatever. And it is, it's it, really light and quick. Like, and funny. Yeah, it is genuinely yeah. funny. Like I laughed out loud several times. Oh, I, I laughed out loud only once, but it was a pretty good one. Uh, with the, <laughs> with the, what was it? We want woolly. Was that a, with, with the babies all saying it in the nursery? <laughs> that was so absurd. I I didn't expect it at all. Uh. It was so funny. The um, so the movie just to give like a like a rough synopsis starts in like Salem and or, or a town syn synonymous with Salem in during the witch burning trials and the 
the town has just burned two witches and they um the woolly woolly uh, whoever they're, they're pilgrims and the guys one of the the main pilgrims name is woolly and they um the, the witches basically say they're going to curse him um and a- any woman he marries um or any woman or any marriage that occurs throughout his his descendants will be cursed and to always marry the wrong woman and then um, they are trapped in a tree for 200 years. They get released when lightning strikes the tree, which is the way witches get released from trees. Good to know. And, and right, there's smoke, which I thought was really kind of cool. For like, I thought it was period. funny that that they just like at the beginning when they get released, they just hang out as smoke for a while. Yeah, wild <laughs> yeah. <Which> smoke <laughs> for like 20 full minutes. They're like floating around, and then but the smoke is always like kind of gathered into a tube form yeah. so it's not like smoke that's just in the air it's not like fog that you would actually see it's like smoke that's constantly shooting out of something yeah right it's it's like active smoke and yeah tube shaped smoke contained and it's just it makes the movie sort of like a little del- I don't, there's something a little bit delightful about that yes because they're I'll- not they could have just you know shown them as like people they didn't have to show them as smoke for sure yeah but uh, one thing I want to point out that before the lightning strikes the tree, there's a kind of montage of right. different different generations of woolies, like st- like starting in that kind of witch trial era and then going up until ni- the 1940s, where it just shows like different descendants and their wives and the wives just like bitching them out. And then it will be like 1820 and then it's a woman bitching a guy out and then it's like 1870 and it's a woman bitching a guy out. And the guy's always played by the main actor. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's uh, Frederick March who was the only actor that like had any cachet at the time that's in this movie. Like he had won like three Academy Awards or something and the others what? were basically small potatoes. What about Veronica Lake? Was she small potatoes at the time? She was only 19. This was I think her yeah. second big movie. This was she right was a tiny her. baby. She was a baby in this movie and she's sort of like Lindsay Lohan of her time. Like she, she became a nightmare after this. Oh, really? Well, she was a nightmare during this as well, and during the movies she did before this. Uh, what Sullivan's was his name? Travels. Of the, yeah, that's uh, Joe McRae was was cast as the main character, and when he found out the other person would be Veronica Lake, he said no thanks because he didn't uh, like working with her. And then Frederick March was very clever, and he called after working on the movie for a couple of weeks. He renamed it "I Married a Bitch" because he didn't. <laughs> she, he had to carry her during that one scene, and she put forty pound uh, pound. 40 pound weights in her dress to make it more <gasps> difficult. And then another, another scene where you can only see the top of him, he, she has her knee in his groin and like knees in the entire time. Like, so just, <laughs> but before the movie started, he had said some nasty thing like, she's just a blonde sex pot ditz. I don't know why I'm doing this movie. So she was upset about that, but the entire time she was. But then to. she was like, Were you guys surprised that you could see her nipples for like two scenes? Oh, I, oh, didn't, I didn't even notice, notice that. <laughs> you guys are like rewinding right now. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're like freeze frame. No, when they when he has those gowns delivered after she decides to start squatting in his house, um, she, like the first gown that she wears, it looks like kind of it looks like right. one of those like long sleeve nighties, and like huh? I feel like it was a little see through where like in the cup area. I don't know, Michael. Did you catch that? You know, <laughs> Maybe I it didn't... was just. I remember Maybe it was that just gown. My computer. Yeah, of course you do. You're, 
I think you have that software that adds nipples to everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that must be it. This must be the nipple edition. Yeah. <laughs> With extra nipples. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I did. I didn't notice. I'm not, I, it's, oh. I never usually notice. <laughs> honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm always looking at the outfits, and I think that like when they get, you know, when the movie like gets from Salem to the modern day, the first thing that hooks me is like, there's a what are they wearing? White mink, and she's like at a party, and she's a bitch, and she's the bitch that Wooly's ready to marry, and she's wearing this long white glamorous mink that you don't ever see in real life. Mm-hmm. And you know, they're he's he's what a political candidate, and he's running for some office or something. Yes, governor. governor governor and um yeah and uh, i guess he's not doing super well or maybe that comes later No, he is i think he's doing fine but her father is um is like big money bags and he's like obviously wants his daughter to like be married to the governor and so he's throwing all this money at the governor's race so that Wooly will win and his daughter will be married to a governor and he's also like orchestrated it so they'll get married the day before the election so there'll be all this good press for them and everything and then the wedding day is like the best possible disaster (laughs) which is that that was like one of my favorite scenes um veronica lake i found kind of infuriating especially at the beginning um which i guess you're supposed to but during the wedding a the bitchy bride-to-be looks outstanding like i love (laughs) i love what she's wearing she looks so cool and then um the other thing is that they keep having to stop the wedding and there's this live band and a woman singing. Yes. And yes. every time like, she kind of... started singing again, I laughed because she kept <laughs> singing too. the same song. Yes. And she kept having to jump in and sing it to like save the day and like yes. keep the guests distracted from whatever like mess was happening. Mm. And that part was gen- that that part made me laugh out loud too. The fact that she started that song like six times and I can't remember what it started with but it was like I'm so in love with you and she's singing it in this kind of grand operatic voice and at the end like the final time I think the dad is like will you shut up (laughs) and I knew that was coming I I thought it was either going to be that or do you know any other songs but I knew it was coming once it came I knew I was going to laugh and I did (laughs) and I did laugh (laughs) perfect well in the in the present day she she's going to give him a potion to make him fall in love with her right so that so that he'll leave his wife but she accidentally drinks the potion yeah and then she for real falls in love with him yeah which doesn't make like and again i'm i I could care less but like obviously the curse worked because he's hooked up with the shrew that he's going to marry the next day and instead she interjects herself into that story to like she gets a body which i think is kind of fascinating like the movie sets it up that the witches can only get bodies if they burn a building down and, uh, right, they, they die in flames. They have to come back in flames. Yeah, and kind of weird. And then they yeah. run down a hotel, and he goes in. He's Not walking just by a the hotel, hotel, the Pilgrim Hotel. Pilgrim Hotel. That's that's true. And mm-hmm. they they um he rec- he rescues her because he happens to be in the neighborhood. And then that's how she gets him. That's how she sort of like hooks up with him. And- but that's not exactly how she gets him. Like it's funny. So she. He he rescues her and then takes her to the hospital and then the naggy bitch fiance is like, "Who is this woman? Why are you? Why do you care about if she died or not?" And then so she's all jealous and everything and then she she gets taken home and he goes back to his um, giant home and there is 
Veronica Lake laying naked in his bed, basically. And at first, he, like, is very reasonable and is, like, well, not super reasonable because what he should have done was, like, get out of here, you crazy bitch. Right. Um, what is happening? Like, n- he really wasn't that concerned. He was just more, like, concerned, like, oh, she's crazy from the fire somehow. Um, and then uh, <laughs> it starts It starts off with him explaining to her that she can't be in love with him and that doesn't make sense and real love comes from, like, years of commitment and blah, blah, blah. And then, of course, like, it, like, cuts to the morning and by then he's like holding her hands and touching her hands and being like we will be in love forever and and he's totally like forgotten about the fact that he has to get married that day he just doesn't but then he's reminded shortly after so he falls out of love pretty quickly yeah because i thought that was going to be that was going to be the love story but no it was a love potion well, how about that waffle scene? It was like an orgy of waffles. <laughs> <laughs> that was like in my house. This woman is so thin. She's got one of those super oh thin my God. frames in Hollywood ways. I looked at her ways. and I was like, she has got to be 12 years old because <laughs> I am a small, I am a short person and I feel like I've not looked like that since I was 12 years old. <laughs> like she is a tiny, wispy little like four inch diameter arms lady. But yet she's like downing like waffles in both. Yeah, fits. she loves waffles. I think what <laughs> I think what happens is that um, maybe the body she inhabits is that of someone who just eats like a, a piece of iceberg lettuce every day. But then once she inhabits it, the reality is that she's going to eat a bunch of waffles and then she's not going to look like that much longer. <laughs> no, that's. I think that's her body because how she's described is exactly how she's described as a puritan with that oh okay i i wasn't sure what what was going on because i remember that the father expressed distaste at the body that he had he's like i don't like this body it's old and fat (laughs) i think that's just what you do when you're old and fat i know i do it every morning (laughs) (laughs) you just say it into the mirror i don't like this body i want a new one well, clearly you need to burn down a house. And <laughs> Is John still there? Hey. Oh, good. <laughs> I just listening. <laughs> no, but um, so after the waffle orgy, I'm trying to like keep the story going so we can get to the end and talk about the whole thing. The um, she she decides that she, that's where the potion comes in because the father comes and he's like what are you doing with this guy like let's trick him let's let's screw with him and sh- they come up with a potion that he they're going to give Wooly to drink and that will make him fall in love with her and do whatever she wants him to do and that will destroy him blah 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 they'll have their revenge but <laughs> you know like that weird moment like she sits down and it's it's like a, a a picture falls off the wall and hits her in the head, and he comes into the room to see her unconscious and he gives her the goblet, and she drinks the love potion, and she ends up in love with him, like because of the potion, um, whereas she was she was tricking him before that moment, and she was going to lead him down the wrong path, and then it, it, after she drinks the love potion she can't help herself and she's in love with him and. Now she's doing everything he wants. She's she's being more um, forceful about wanting to marry him and like get rid of the other woman and etc. And she doesn't want to go away or hurt him anymore at that point, which Aww. makes her father angry. So that's yeah. when she ruins their wedding or she she steps in and like the wedding like hijinks ensue blah blah blah, and then. Um, 
songs are repeated. <laughs> right, and then the, the the spoiler title comes into full effect, and you realize, oh, he doesn't marry the shrew; he marries the witch. How did how did this happen? I would have never guessed. And <laughs> after that, yeah, but but what if but what if she he actually did marry her, and then be like, and then like figures out later that the woman was a witch, and then but he says something at the end like, well, she have met, may have been a real witch, but it is true that I married a witch or something like that. And then he still would have married a witch in the, <laughs> it's true. Either way it worked out. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel can, like, can we, can we, can we go back to smoke for a little bit? <laughs> I just want to bring one thing up about smoke. Cause I just, I have the movie playing in front and I, it reminded me of something. There's smoke, but they still need a broom to, to fly around the town. <laughs> oh yeah. There are two, two wisps of smoke flying around on a broom. Yeah. Yes. That was great. <laughs> I totally forgot about that, but that was awesome. <laughs> they could only walk as smoke before that, but once they got the broom, yeah, that they could was fly like a smoke. That was like a live-action Bugs Bunny cartoon. That scene. <laughs> <laughs> it really, there's really something like because we've you know we we probably all saw Roger Rabbit before we ever saw this movie. Yeah. Yes. Something a little cartoonish because obviously so many like. Hollywood yeah. characters are based on her. She's got like such a Jessica Rabbit thing going on that like pouty oh, kind of like yeah. yeah, but I wanted to punch her in the face sometimes. Like every time you were supposed to be like, "Oh, this is so romantic." And she's like the camera's like shooting down from his angle and she's like looking up with those pouty lips and she's talking kind of like baby talk to him, <laughs> but like sad baby talk. I was just like, "Take that shit somewhere else, lady." <laughs> I guess she got most famous for film noir, but I've only seen her in comedies. John, have you seen any of those Alan Ladd? No? Okay. Nope. Yeah, well, we talked about her a little when we did Sullivan's Travels, and I said the same thing, how I found her kind of annoying. And yet, and I don't think she's a great actor, and yet I think she has, like, massive screen presence somehow. Yeah. I don't know what it is. She's got that screen charisma that totally works. And I don't think she's even coming to her own at at this point yet. No, she's still 19, yeah. Yeah. But again, like when when everyone who plays opposite for, of her is just like a total hell. That's jerk, true. Then it's like not yeah. hard for you to be like, I love Veronica Lake. Right, and they, they, you know, they do so many tricks to make her like the best looking one, and the lighting on her in some scenes is so good. And some, like, especially in the early part of the movie, her lighting is really good, and other women's lighting is not so flattering. They're a little gray, or they're in the dark, which is the way these movies all work. You know, they always highlight the star. Yeah, um, you should you should watch Sullivan's Travels if you haven't seen it. It's another one on Criterion with her. They do the exact same thing with the lighting in that. Yeah. I is wonder it, what happened with the making of this movie that, that forced Preston Sturgis to leave. Like, yeah, he, he was dis- a producer. He was a producer, and he he helped write the script, but they changed things too much, so he just walked away. And I, I, I wonder what, what they changed, what the director changed. Said, yeah, he had problems with a director. Who knows? And the director of this was René Clair. Yeah. Who's French. I don't know who what else he did. I don't know anything about him. But he definitely brings sort of a light quality to this in general this whole film is like so like breezy and easy to watch and easy to enjoy and then you know you don't ever get too deep and then it's done and then it's over which is like the best thing about it and not that that's bad not that it's bad in any way like it's just like it's not a big investment it's just a light romp so mm-hmm. to speak yeah he did he did a lot of um french movies he, he only did a few i think uh in the 40s it looks like that were that were in 
English. Well, a couple in the 30s, but none, none of them were yeah. huge. This, yeah, this he, was his first American movie, right? No, it looks like, uh, well, I don't know, The Ghost Goes West was 1935, and Break the News was 1938. <laughs> Should have done that one. <laughs> the Ghost but, is like a detective or something, right? I have no idea. I'm just looking at Wikipedia, man. I think, seen that, this I think the ones before this were, were British. And then this was his first American one because they, they all wanted him to come to the U.S. after he had some French movie that was huge, and they wanted him to come here. And this is the first one they got for for him to come because war was breaking out or whatever. I don't know history. 1942. I thought everything was perfect. Mm. Well, she. Well, what were we? How did we get off on this tangent? Oh, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know. Awkward silence and dead end. That's Veronica Lake. Hallmark. She... <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, yeah. So she she uses um after they're married, the, she immediately tells him that she's a witch. Oh, by the way, I'm a witch. Um, I should have told you. And he doesn't believe her. He thinks she's crazy. But she says, "I'll use my powers to make you win the election." Which. But... Mm-hmm. Oh, I was just going to say, does that happen before or after? Like, isn't she trying to tell him? And then instead he's like, no, let's make out. Yes. And then they and then they talk about it later, right? Yes. Okay. The night they got married, because they can't make out before they get married. Yeah, she keeps, well, she keeps telling him all this stuff. He's a witch. He's like, yes, yes, I know, dear, I know. He's you know, like, let's, whatever, let's make it. Let's get those panties <laughs> off, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's gross, because he's like, I read that he was like 45, yeah, and she's 19, and it's it doesn't read that way, because I think that age reads a little differently on film. But like, she is so much younger than him, and it's disgusting when you think about it. But well, she's 200 years old. That's yeah. true. <laughs> so really, well, it's disgusting because she's 165 years older than him. If you were, <laughs> if they were in a movie together today, she would probably play his mother. That's one thing I've noticed <laughs> a lot in modern movies. Yeah. Mothers of forty-year-olds are forty-two. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, modern movies like *The Manchurian Candidate*. I don't know why you even brought that up, Pat. We're gonna keep talking. <laughs> right well, over we it. Were, we were. I'm not gonna explain why. <laughs> oh yeah, Angela Lansbury and and uh, Joseph Cotton. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Got it. So then. Joseph Cotton. What? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I, it wasn't Joseph Cotton. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Pat. It just took me a second to realize you made that up. <laughs> <laughs> On to okay. I Married a Witch. <laughs> or back to it. Guys, I need to go eat like four dozen waffles in a minute. So <laughs> I hope you have a Margaret. <laughs> I wish I had a Margaret. Who's Margaret? The, the the housekeeper that made all those waffles and who was sleeping standing up and accusing uh, Robert Benchley and Frederick March of being in her bedroom. Yeah, she's she's been working for the family for a long time, but but she's finally uh, come to her wits' end. Uh, I think Twice. Every, yeah, Twice every in the line movie. she says. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, so she wins him the election. She wins him the election. Not um, only wins it, he he gets all the his votes. His opponent gets zero, zero votes. votes. His opponent, <laughs> or his opponent Campone. campaigns for him. I feel like campaign is a great word. We need no, to, it's almost election season. We need to bring that back. The Campone. opponent doesn't campaign for him. It's the it's the father. Oh the, right, right. The jilted father-in-law. 
Well, that's the scene where after she casts the spell, like they show like smoke floating around in different. Uh, her mm-hmm. spells must all be smoke, and they they float around in different places, and like the the bums in the jailhouse start like chanting like. Uh, we want Wally. We want Wally. <laughs> and then that's where they go to like that crazy scene of like the babies and they're all like, we want Wally. <laughs> <laughs> I like in that scene, they go to the trouble of explaining because the one prisoner had bet the other prisoner a lot of money who's going to win. And then the second later, he's rooting for Wooly and he's like, I thought you were supporting Wooly. I thought you had money on it. I guess I changed my mind. <laughs> I guess I'll lose is what he said. I guess I'll, I guess lose. I'll lose money. <laughs> So they, they so Willie gets elected and um God, what happens after that? The um he's elected in a landslide, the opponent doesn't even vote for himself. Um and uh so then he knows that she's definitely a witch and he's a little freaked out about it, but her father comes in and he's he's come he tried to kill or stop the whole thing before, but um I skipped over that, but um he comes back and he wants to do something he wants to take jennifer he finds out that jennifer told woolly that she was a witch and which is a crime and so he he's like you have to be punished i'm taking you back to the tree and um she has to do it and so in in that case um they tell woolly and their whole trick the whole movie has been like they were hiding in bottles when they were smoke and they were going into liquor bottles, and he would come out drunk or hungover or whatever because he was in a liquor bottle. And at the end, like, she tricks him, and he they leave their bodies, and they're outside the window watching Willie say goodbye, and Willie gives her dead body a kiss. Aww. And she goes back to the body, wakes up, and then rushes out and puts a cork on the bottle with her father in it and traps him there. And essentially, he's trapped there forever um, in the liquor bottle drunk. Int- until uh, recycling is invented. Right. We're, <laughs> we're about to for a sequel. Or until that witchy daughter wants more power and opens it up. Yeah. Exactly. And that's where they leave it. They, they flash forward to the future. And in the future, they are a married couple with three kids, I think. And, and Margaret the, is still upset about her working environment. Right. <laughs> Margaret is still bitching about something. And the little girl comes in and she's riding a broom. But, like, not flying. She's just running around with a broom like a witch yeah. would and um the um mom mom jennifer the daughter is also named jennifer jennifer which, I right guess they really want to hit you over the head with like <laughs> she is also going to be a witch like her mom but and this this film is what caused the name jennifer to be so popular for 50 years no way you made that up sure <laughs> <laughs> but then that's how it ends so the the big thing about this i think is that the um the, the guy who um, did uh, Bewitched claims that this was his inspiration for Bewitched, if that's not obvious. This and uh, Bedknobs and Broomsticks, is that right? Oh, really? I didn't There's know two different were... movies he, he said he copied over, uh, off of, and he said, well, the I production company... I thought Bedknobs and Broomsticks, that broomsticks might be the wrong was name. years later. That was in color, right? Yeah, it was well, in the 60s, Bedknobs and Broomsticks. But then so was Bewitched, right? Or that was yeah, in the I thought Bewitched started in the 50s, right? Oh, late, 60s. Late... Oh, I'm sorry. It was Bell, Book, and Candle. Bell, Book, and Candle. Well, either way, he was wrong, and that's what I was getting at. (laughs) (laughs) Bell, Book, and Candle. Also uh, inspired uh, Mr. Belvedere. He was based on Margaret, Margaret, yeah. (laughs) But... And the, the the novel the film was based on was written by Thorne Smith, who uh, turned into Courtney Thorne Smith. Yeah, Court, the great Courtney <laughs> Thorne Smith. 
from as the shitty nag. Beverly Place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, I'm looking at Veronica Lake's filmography, and it really would have been a good one because her very last movie was Flesh Feast. I noticed that, 19, too. Seven, that would have been a good I one. To, to, yeah. So much I don't like, even know if that's anywhere around. It, apparently, she used her the money she made off her autobiography to finance that film. So... Uh, it's on YouTube. Oh no! At least seven minutes of it are on YouTube. <laughs> Much like uh, Joan Crawford with Probably Frog, yes. the she, bathtub seven minutes. Yeah, this is not looking good. <laughs> <laughs> That's a shocker. <laughs> but you know, like she, I, she also just looks just like um, the the mom from Mad Men. The, oh, uh, the Peggy or Patty or what is her Betty. Name? Yes, she does. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> well, you know, what are you going to do? The, the it, But it really was, this is not scary at all, this movie. It was a romantic no. comedy through and through, but, you know, up to her, you know, them breaking up for whatever reason, in this case, because her warlock dad took her powers away her and powers tried to away. kill her body. But yeah, but then uh, they get back together. Yeah, it was, it was really watching it. I was like, oh shit, this stuff goes back at least this far. I don't know. I haven't watched a lot of romantic comedies from the 40s, so it might go back even earlier. So, well, it um, happened one night is 30 something. That's oh, that's true. Does I don't what I don't understand is that just because she falls in love with him, does that mean? I mean, did she put the curse on? the woolies or did her dad put the curse on she the put the curse on the woolies because dad... i was gonna say like why didn't their marriage suck like she should be covered under that curse right no it cancels itself out with her oh, cursing herself yeah mm-hmm. i don't know enough about witch magic i guess obviously not <laughs> well i think that like they when when she's steam or steam or smoke or whatever and <laughs> she wakes up in her own dead body she says like I guess love is stronger. Human love is stronger than witchcraft. Oh, right. Oh, oh, that covers it. Okay. Yes. Sorry. I guess you're that. supposed to assume that love has, has saved the day. Yeah, that's how that's how she gets back with him. It's his kiss that saves her. Because exactly. love is stronger than witchcraft, yes. Exactly. So the, there's a sequel, pl- I'm sure, like... I'm sure they were writing a sequel where that bottle got broken or the kids started drinking, you know, when they got old enough. Maybe we should make it. Grandpa's back. <laughs> grandpa's back I married a grandpa <laughs> I thought it was I, sh- I married a shitty nag but yeah we can do <laughs> no we should make a movie where like the grandpa ends up having a wacky relationship no I want the sequel to be a full on terrible horror movie <laughs> grandpa sometimes wants revenge <laughs> and he just starts murdering everyone yeah. like a things level horror but movie but I want to see like I want to see like a tube of smoke Skeleton like wield a knife or something like that I don't. I feel like he shouldn't have a body. It should just be smoke attacking people and like strangling them and. I think and he gives. It, he he uses suffocating them slowly. Give everyone who uses e-cigarettes lung cancer. <laughs> yeah, he gets inside an e-cigarette. That can be one of the deaths. And it should be like the kids should be like in nursing homes if not dead, and she's still either nineteen and gorgeous and hasn't aged today because she's a witch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everybody else well, is dead. That's true. So Husband's dead. Yeah, but she's... no one comments on the fact that she looks like she's nineteen and in a nursing home. <laughs> <laughs> but at this point, what she is two hundred and seventy, two hundred eighty or something like that. Yeah, let's say. 
So she's mm-hmm. still got thousands of years to go based on her dad, anyway. Yeah. Right, because he said something in jail. He said that something happened in 1876 BC. So he's supposed to be super old. He's yeah. supposed to be like, yeah, I thought that they said he was like tens of thousands of years old. But yeah, how come point. he's just like middle aged? Like, I guess they just age extra slow. So maybe, nope, I feel like she would still look exactly the same then if you if you <laughs> judge it on that scale. Yep, I was trying that. to say maybe she's like had her 20th birthday. <laughs> or why did he wait tens of thousands of years to have a kid, you know, 200 years ago? <laughs> I know, you know? I'm wondering. Maybe he has a whole family that's this, only his daughter stuck with him. They, but his, also, he and his if, wife got split up. if she's only 200 years old, then was she just born looking 19 and then she kept looking 19? <laughs> Yeah, like when did she decide to stop aging? Maybe it's like <laughs> dog years, where like it's the first, you know, the first hundred years she ages all the way to twenty-one, and then it slows down. Yeah, dogs but then, can live hundreds of years But then she would have been like nine in the Salem days. Yeah, and that's been, true. So. Well, yeah. maybe the time in the tree kind of uh, stunted their growth. Maybe. Yeah, Which maybe is. once you're not in your corporeal form. It's uh yeah, it all slows down. Smoke doesn't really yeah. age at the same rate. Yep. Smoke don't crack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I yeah, I got it backwards. I meant don't smoke crack. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah it, this one was a fun movie. I thought. I mean, it's 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 like kind of a trifle, but it's yeah. it's still fun to watch. Yeah. Good. I'm glad it's, you guys it's, liked it's it. A, it's a fun romantic. Halloween romantic comedy, which I can't imagine there are a lot of. No, no topless uh, decapitations in this one. Yeah, I was I was worried that you guys would, it's a weird mix with like the murder movies that we've been watching. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is going to be a really like light and effervescent one to end our Halloween series on. But that's good though. Oh, it is good. That's what I we've said. Had to Pat. A good, we've had a good mix. We've had. We've had great times. If this were a visual medium, we'd have a montage right now of us <laughs> laughing about different things. Crying. Crying. Yeah. Me throwing me up. Kneeing, me kneeing Pat in the groin uh, under the camera. <laughs> yes. level the whole me, time. Eating, me eating 13 waffles. <laughs> I'd be making the Angela face from the end of Sleepaway Camp where Laura... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Laura, you keep coming up with better and better uh, fetish videos that you can put online. I think eating the waffles is another good one. <laughs> Make some money. Good to know. I should, you know, I should do that. I need to supplement my income. <laughs> but you have to eat them like the way Veronica Lake did, like no syrup, no but just like fold them. Yeah, and what eat the them. hell? Yeah. Well, she was, and he was trying to teach her, no, no, don't eat it like that. He's like, put eight thousand more calories on them first, and then eat thirteen <laughs> yeah. waffles. Maybe she was doing her part for like the waffles war are delicious. <laughs> <laughs> They're delicious. No. They're carbs. <laughs> That poor woman. No woman can eat that many waffles. I mean, not. <laughs> That's no, sexist. I mean, <laughs> introduce you to my mom. <laughs> I mean, you, you guys introduce you to this YouTube video calling called "Women Woman Eats Thirteen Waffles at Once." Wait, right. can I really am gonna look that up? Uh, you shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> woman eats waffles. Let's see what we got. The the I married a witch scene probably. Epic waffle challenge. <laughs> you can't yeah. just call everything epic. I don't think anything involving waffle, waffles can have the adjective also, epic. Uh, 
Also, the the video is only three minutes and 30 seconds long, so I don't know what kind of epic it's going to be. What kind of, like, trials and errors she's going to overcome. Those do well, look I, like good waffles, though. I did an image search, and, the like, the 10th image is... I did woman eats waffles, and the 10th image is a man in chainmail eating a waffle. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Well, I don't know. This filming. video is kind of porny because it's like there's like close up slow motion guy like scooping ice cream onto waffle. God, it looks good as hell. I need to eat dinner, guys. All right. Well, <laughs> with that, let's go to recommendations, Asians, Asians, Asians. Asians, Asians, Laura, what do you got? So it's been like five days it's since been... we recorded. Sorry, I'm stealing from Scott Ackerman. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Um, (laughs) it's been not that long since we recorded the last one and I haven't, (laughs) I'm not going to (laughs) continue. Scott Ackerman told me to quit my job at South by Southwest. (laughs) Did he really? (laughs) Yes. That's neat. You met Scott Ackerman. I saw, I didn't really meet him, but I saw him at a panel and it was on like, um, maintaining creativity in the workplace. And I was like asking him questions as a member of the audience. And he's like, just quit your job. (laughs) (laughs) so so you haven't done it yet i have not quit my job yet but what i have done in the past six days is watched breaking the waves for the first time and that's the only thing that i've watched all that's the only thing i've done besides like work and have a beer so So breaking the waves is my recommendation there's an uplifting one for everybody you know it's weird because like compared to other Lars von Trier movies that I've seen, it actually is kind of uplifting. It's like, yeah, it's like Bambi. I, I'm, I'm, is that the movie with the Greg Luganis like bio? <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't know what oh, Greg Luganis is. You're thinking of the one with Mario Lopez? Yeah. yeah. No, that's not. This is not that. <laughs> you should not go into this thinking it's that. <laughs> There's no homoerotic content in Breaking the Waves, I guarantee No, you. I mean, what it is, I mean, what it is is basically like this kind of simple-minded, Scottish, like adorable Scottish woman falls in love with this guy and she like falls so, it's like her first love and she falls so hard in love with him um, that it's like at the exclusion of everything else and she lives in a small town where everyone is kind of like very um, conservative and very religious and her church for some reason has this like group of male elders that can like choose to excommunicate people from the church and that kind of thing and then her husband he she marries this guy and everyone's kind of like uh, i don't think we should you should marry him and then he um works on like an oil rig and he gets hit in the head and he's paralyzed and then he lives but he starts telling her things like i want you to sleep with other men and she's very, like, before him, she was very devoted to God, and, like, God would talk to her. And so, like, she is now devoted to him, and so she starts doing whatever he says, and she starts trying to, like, sleep with all this men at her own, like, at, like, her own personal peril. And it's, it's super, it's super messed up, and it's so dark, but <laughs> the end is actually... Yes, you know, and it doesn't go well for her. Let's nope. just say it does not go well for her. But the end is actually slightly upbeat compared to a movie like Antichrist, for example, which caused me to not be able to sleep for two nights. Oh, what a so, wonderful recommendation! <laughs> but I mean, it's perfect for Halloween. <laughs> I, I I literally have done nothing else this week, so that's the only thing I can re- recommend. 
All right. Also, Michael? well, now oh. I can I can recommend Epic Waffle Challenge because I just watched that in the background <laughs> while you guys were talking, and it is pretty sexy. Hmm. This girl is like licking like ice cream off her fingers, and she's it's. I mean, it's pretty good if you want to see an attractive young woman eat waffles. Epic Waffle Challenge is the movie for you. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you've written the marketing copy already. <laughs> Comment number one. <laughs> so um, I'm going to move on to my recommendations since I'm prepared. Um, I have two things, um, but I'll be quick. Number one, if you haven't seen Transparent, you should see Transparent. It's so so good. Like it's on what Amazon Prime or something. Yep. Wait, did we lose somebody? No, I don't think so. Hello, I'm here. Laura. Laura's gone. Is Laura back? Laura. Hi. Oh, there she is. Oh. She hated my recommendation so much. <laughs> no, I just brushed my finger lightly against the top of my phone and it hung up. <laughs> um, but I was recommending Transparent, which is on mm-hmm. Amazon Prime. Um, don't need to say a whole lot about it because I think everybody has probably read or seen something about it. But I, I know nothing about it. It's, oh, it's Jeffrey, Jeffrey Tambor. Show. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, Jeffrey Tambor, and he is—he plays Mora, who is a woman, who is a woman or a man who is transitioning to a woman late in life. Mm-hmm. So he's got these adult kids, and the focus of the whole series is really more about like these self-absorbed, like kids, who like I, I don't know. They, their father is going through this huge thing, and they're so transfixed by their own bullshit that they're sort of not. It's not even about being transgendered in in a huge way, but it's what it, it's so wonderful. Like there's so many great moments in it that I think anybody would relate to, and so I highly recommend it whenever you get a chance to see it. Um, that's so that's transparent. That's number one. Number two is much more Halloween friendly, which is a new Adult Swim comedy called yes. Mr. Pickles. Oh, which is on super late at night, like most um, uh, Adult Swim comedies. And it's about a dog named Mr. Pickles, who is basically uh, like a smiling servant of hell. <laughs> and he lives with this family who seems totally clueless to his existence or to his his evil nature, except for the grandfather. The grandfather actually crawled into his doghouse and he saw like that you know, the doghouse was just a sham and he kept crawling into a tunnel and in the at the end of the tunnel there was this dog Mr. Pickles sitting on the throne of hell being like, you know, petted by demons and stuff like that. And um, so the joke of the whole series is that the grandpa knows that the dog is evil, but nobody else does. And the dog does insanely evil things like the dog um, chops people up with knives and cleavers and um, cuts them up with chainsaws. And it's like ridiculous cartoon violence, like itchy and scratchy for 15 minutes. And nobody ever connects the dog <laughs> to anything. And the dog gets away with absolutely everything. And nobody blames him. And the grandpa is always like, it's the dog. And everybody's like, oh, grandpa. You're crazy. <laughs> it's funny and totally stupid. And it's on, I think you can see the first episode free. On yeah, the- you can. I can see, you can see the pilot. I'm watching this young couple um, on a blanket and they're drinking a beer and then the dog just appeared in the bushes. So <laughs> it's going to get good. Everybody. There's, <laughs> there's a great episode oh. based on sleepaway camp um, where he's the, there's a real killer at the, or a, a real monster at a sleepaway camp, but he's doing all the killing. Mr. Pickles is. And mm-hmm. like, so there's People all this 
hijinks. The monster, but the monster's really nice. <laughs> exactly. The monster's really nice, and the dog is doing all the killing, and it's just hilarious killing, so highly recommend it. Wow. This already looks amazing. <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. I, I like the Adult Swim finds, because some of them are, are just really boring, but the yeah. ones that are really good are worth it. So, so good. But I still haven't watched the one from Dan Harmon, which is supposed to be great. What's yeah, that called? Mor- Mor- Morton, uh, Rick and Morty. Rick, Rick and Morty. Okay, yeah. yeah, Neil, like, that's pretty much, like, all he talks about. Like, for the last <laughs> few months, he's just been talking about Rick and Morty. Like, he and our friend Ben at work, yeah, him they and- just, like, walk around and talk in Rick and Morty voice. <laughs> him and Ben came up to me the other day. I was uh, at, at work, or we are getting on the elevator or something, and Ben was like, hey, what are you doing right now? I was like, oh, I got to go you know, do whatever, and he's like, oh, we were just going to go r- watch Rick and Morty. I was like, alright, well, I can't come <laughs> with you right now, but... <laughs> yeah. I watched the, the, the show before it became an actual show, and it's, I think, from my understanding, it got a lot better. It's I, funny, but I, it's just way, way raw. I like the show, but I like it less every time I hear someone else quoted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I didn't even quote it. I don't want to hurt your... <laughs> Well, you know how that is. It's like, like Monty Python, like, yeah. It's someone, yeah. someone else is like having so much fun in front of you about it, and you're just like, okay. And it's weird because I've seen all the episodes, but it just, yeah. Now I sound like a sour bitch. I'm yeah, sorry. really. <laughs> you know how it is. Something it ruins your enjoyment of it. <laughs> you shitty nag. I am. I am guilty as charged. Stop having fun, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. I need to work on this. (laughs) What do you got, Pat? I think just because it it premiered this week, I'm going to recommend The Birthday Boys, which is a sketch show. Oh, I've been watching that lately. After Comedy Bang Bang, and it's really funny. There's not much to say about it. It's just a sketch show, but it's a a very good one. Bob Odenkirk. Produces, yeah. I think, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he, he's in a bunch of sketches. He's 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 in it a lot, so it, it's funny. All right. Well, I'm gonna. I don't know. I thought we were supposed to try to do horror ones for this, but I <laughs> I will pick uh, the innocent. We're exhausted. <laughs> We've been doing. This has been a marathon month right now. I, I don't know many horror can. movies, so <laughs> I'll do the innocent, which I just I just watched Wait, last go night. Back. I recommend Freaks. <laughs> <laughs> may i go on <laughs> the innocence it's a new uh, criterion collection uh recently out and it's based on uh, the turn of the screw henry james which i don't remember ever reading so it was new to me but it's uh it's good cool. 1961 kind of ambiguous so yep the innocence oh, i like that great and that will wrap up our halloween series this was great. Thanks for the idea. Yeah, thanks for coming yeah, on every times. every week. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. It was a spooky delight. Yeah. So we'll have you guys back on for uh, other stuff, together well, or separate. The Cohen Brothers thing coming up. Thanks. Yeah, oh we, yeah, I forgot about we that. We have a Cohen Brothers thing. Laura has an idea for something that we'll do. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've, we've always got ideas. We just rarely like we rarely coordinate. Like, oh, we should do this, and then I see you like a week later, and I've forgotten what we were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we always have ideas for you if you ever need any. Yeah, you guys are always welcome. So. Um, huh. All right, Pat. Oh, uh, like us on Facebook. Rate us highly on iTunes. 
Ooh. And if you write if you write a review, John will send you his paycheck. Um, email us at popculturecontinuum at gmail.com and add us in Tumblr. With that, I guess we will bid you adios. Until uh, next time, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Satan.